respectful to the game prior to this guy. Look, has he ever done it? I'm going to go for it on fourth down. I'm the guy. I don't care what Bill Parcells did, Bill Walsh, Bill, Bill Belichick, and Bill anybody. Any of the Bills. Any of them. I don't care. I'm smarter than them. No, you're reckless. He's been reckless ever since he took the job. Now he's reckless with his players. Health. A guy that's had a broken neck, by the way, Mike Williams. Had back issues all the time. And he gets hurt uh, in the last regular season game. Imagine that. But here's the deal. This guy, he, he doesn't... I don't think he respects the game. He needs to grow from being, I'm smarter than anybody else in the room. TJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, The Rose, New Orleans, and The Ravens. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Well, we got a ton to get into here in hour number two. Ben Heisler is going to join us at 135. And buddy Gary Smith covers Tulane, UNO, everything. He's going to join us at 2.15. He has been a late confirm. But we'll talk about the big win on the hardwood for the Tulane Green Wave. Maybe doing an interview on the couch with Ed Daniels was exactly what Ron Did you see that? That was hilarious. No, I didn't see it. But a big win for them. Over there against Wichita State. Uh, UNO in action tonight here. Again, we'll go through the other teams playing in the state in a quick second. Last night at the Smoothie King Center, didn't take long for Brandon Ingram to have his impact in the Ingram, game. Shot fake. Kick it out to CJ. Wide open left wing three. Instant dividends for Brandon Ingram already. And, of course, C.J. McCollum, who has struggled from three in the last three games, knocks it down. Wow. There you go. So... That was early. That's what I was trying to say. Finally, I got my cable working here so I can play my sound. I felt naked, by the way. <laughs> I love my sound. You look sound. like a chicken running around I, with a head My cut show off. is based on sound. I like my sound. Um, so you saw that dividends there. Even towards the end, um, you, you got a, 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 a chance, right, or a sense of, of what he can do. Just over and over again. This is late in the game in the fourth when the Pels try to make a comeback. Now back to DI. 101 will go there. He is going to drive with a left hand. He's going to jump feed it out to Nance. Left corner three. You got it. That's how you draw it up. Ingram takes in the defense. Somebody's going to be open, and you got to knock it down. So that's the good parts, right? Obviously, again, you, you want Brandon Ingram to be able to provide some more points. It will. First time he's played in two months, John. November 25th to December 25th is a lot. He had five rebounds, five assists, 13 points, but he was four of 18, 0 for 6 from three. He's going to, it's going to come. I'm not worried about that, but my point is, you saw the immediate impact. It helped CJ McCollum. He knocked down five threes yesterday, CJ, for 25 points. It took away a lot of the having to get open to make the three teams, uh, you know, defending him for that. He literally could just go sit on the wing, wait for it, Catch and shoot. So that's going to come back, and that's an element that you didn't have. That said, you kind of had a similar situation to what happened against Miami. I don't know if you watched the game, John, but they had a 16-point lead go down to um, six, I think. And it was was a 10-0 run that that the Pels had, and... 
got sloppy there at the end. Five straight turnovers against Miami, and it cut their lead. Last night, 12-point lead to six. Similar situation at the end of the second. That's something that Graf says he thinks that was a, a precursor of what was coming in the third. Third quarter starts a 29-9 to start. Mm. They got 29. You got nine. You got nine. That's... Um, I'm not a mathematician. That, that's very tough to win games when they almost have 30 points to your 10, right? I mean, that's it's a difference of uh, some points there. The two highlights that I saved in the third quarter, because I only had two. Two. That's, that's all I cut. Um, John, tell me if I, if I was able to tell the story with these two. Ready? Here's one. They are now up to 55.5% from the floor. Pels are at 40. Offensive foul. Graham. This is a nightmare. Nine straight empty possessions for the Pelicans. So that's one of two. Yeah. Here's the uh, the second highlight. Najee got stripped. Steele Edwards, two on one. Showtime coming up. Nope, Noel the layup. 82-65. This is the worst quarter of the season for the Pelicans, bar none. On both ends of the floor, it is the worst. Thankfully, that did end. In the fourth quarter, came. He did see a comeback. Now, that said, um, when you're losing, when things aren't going your way and you watch your team come out of the locker room and get outscored 29-9, to mm. The littlest things will set you off, and Willie Green got set off. For the first time, he didn't get ejected in his playing career, and he hadn't gotten ejected yet until last night. It is a meltdown now, and Jaron Collins, uh, Willie Green, is not giving it up. He is going to say his piece. Now, I don't know if coach got teed up twice oh, oh now it's now he wants another piece of john goble and now he's being physically restrained by fred vinson willie green has had enough absolutely had enough with this crew so willie green is ejected enough was enough and you hear the reaction i mean the the fans love it but what else can he do it's been an absolute disaster with the officiating here. So Coach has been ejected for the first time in his two-year career as the Pelicans head coach. There you go. And he had been ejected as a player. That gives, look, I think you heard the, the crowd. It was just frustrating because you're sitting there going, what is going on? And again, I think that taste early the season of what we can be, it, it, it changes your, your viewpoint. It changes your expectation level. The, the question I'm asking is, during the, the whole game, was it all about the officials? Well, Are we getting blown out? Okay. The, so, no, so, I, I said this at the end of the game. They earned that L. Okay. By the 29-9. Right. That said, I'm just going to give you some advice. If you ever see Todd. Yeah, I was like, If Todd, you ever see Todd. Todd, Todd. Never, ever, 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 ever mention the name Rudy Gobert <laughs> in front of him. 
Yonas shot fake in the lane, backing down Gobert, trying to go up and under, and I guess there's no foul. Gobert can get away with murder, and they're not going to call a foul. Now Anderson for Gobert, lefty layup, he blew it. So much for that. Au revoir. <laughs> Taken by McCollum, front court. Start, stops, drives in, scooping righty layup with English and down. Willie Green is still barking at John Goble that Gobert was not called for a foul on Valanchunas. He can't believe it. Well, consider the player. I firmly believe it. <laughs> Mind you, that was in the second quarter. Pelicans up 43-36. So that's my point. I, I played that for a reason, and I saved it for a reason. You could already hear the frustration level of what he was getting, and the Pels were up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They were, they were up. They were up. But you already heard, by by the way Graf was explaining it, Willie Green was already on that official. And look, as the game went on, look, they did not lose because of the official. Okay. That said, Brandon Ingram had to be tended to for a busted lip or cut on his tongue. He was bleeding. No foul was called. <laughs> well, he might have bit his own lip. <laughs> Billy Hernan Gomez <laughs> got, I think it was Billy or Jonas, one of those. Got a Rudy Gobert elbow into the throat and a defensive <laughs> foul. I just and by the way, it was another play where Jose Alvarado literally uh, it maybe brushed his jersey and Rudy Gobert did the back into the left and, and, and went flailing and they called the foul. I mean that guy is uh, he he's got to be a thespianly trained actor. I mean, it just. Wait a minute. He's, 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 he's better acted than LeBron. Oh, I, you know <laughs> what? When I look at it, honestly, Rudy Gobert gets away with a lot. The, the, the big like name guys will. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's flip it but over. But back to what I was saying at the beginning of the game. You know who's kind of neutralized him when they played? Zion. Zion. And that's what I'm saying. And that, that's why it stinks that you don't have that guy because and, and, that guy can run right through him. And that's and why I was, gonna, I was going to bring it up. Like, if Zion was playing, he'd be getting a lot of calls too because his his name recognition and his style. He's become an NBA star, and they're going to give him his little, right. you know, nitpickers thing. But right, if Zion's there, maybe Willie Green says, "Heck, well, you go, y'all go beat each other up and yeah. see what happens." Well, but Todd's, well, Todd's a little, Todd's a little that, over the like, edge. Like there. I said, I. I <laughs> Don't mention Rudy Gobert. I, I will not. I, will, I, will, <laughs> I won't. I I made the mistake. Of, why did he make the mistake? I okay. brought it up for oh, a reason. Oh, oh, hot news. Yep. Carolina Panthers are hiring Frank Wright. Wow. There it is. Just broke. Yep. Just in. Just in the Carolina Panthers. And what Panthers did I say are. prior to that? I told you that the only two defense coordinator coaches probably get a job would be Dan Quinn and um, uh, what's the name? Uh... The guy from D'Amico, Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's. He'll get a job, you know. So, and they're also looking at. Are you surprised? I didn't mean to cut us off. The no, no, no. But are you surprised? He's forty, thirty-three, and one. Well, it's and not that I'm surprised he about got that. Fired by the Colts. Right. They didn't. They couldn't find a quite. I'm just saying, if I'm and a he, Panther guy right now, I don't know about this, and I understand. I agree. You know what Ian Rappaport said? He was the first quarterback there in the franchise. I, I get all of that. All right. I'm just saying, if I'm a season ticket holder, I'm a Panther faithful. I'm looking at that guy who literally went through, what, three quarterbacks? Three, that he had his finger on. Correct. Yeah, he's the one who brought them in. Correct. Played for him. Correct. That That's the key that I was going to get to. This wasn't, you know, the owner said, right. hey, this is going to be your quarterback. No, he made the trade. He went out there and specifically said, 
that some of these guys, like Carson Wentz, I mean, he specifically fought for Carson Wentz right. and then threw him on their bus. I mean, what I'm saying is Carolina is looking to find their next starting quarterback. And they, you're yeah, trusting yeah, that go, guy? Yeah, well, that's one thing that whoever he's very interested going to bring in as his quarterback, obviously right? the GM and him have to sit down and say, Frank, here's the I'm deal. a Saints fan, I'm okay. Well, that's okay. one less Sean Payton going to. And, and you know, the, the the owner said he wanted an offensive-minded coach to call to to, uh, to be the head coach of Carolina. And that being said, you know Wilkes was never going to get, be mentioned. Now they might keep Wilkes on as, as a position coach or whatever it may yeah. be. But he'd better go get him a, a defense coordinator. And if he's going to call the plays, you know, other than to get him a defense coordinator, he better find him a quarterback. It's not going to be Sam Darnold. He's going to have to go out there and say, we're going to have to draft one. And they get to what? The ninth pick in the draft. Right. And, and, you know, if he, if he flops on this one, he'll never be another coach. Frank again. Reich, again, if I'm a Saints fan, I'm like, okay. So. I'm not saying that he's not going to do a great job or anything of nature, right? I thought he did a good job, but in, in Indianapolis. Like, I'm just saying that, like. They did a good job when it's not Sean Payton there. or it's not even D'Amico Ryan. I mean, I, I just, right, I, right. again, I. And I'm well, not D'Amico Ryan has never around. been a head coach yet. I know. So we don't know what he's going to bring to the table. Yeah, but I know that, that that's out of that ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike, the reason but he I have say, players, too. That, that was my point that I was going to say. A lot of this love about Dan Quinn, well, he's got Micah Parsons. Right. It doesn't hurt when you got a good and defensive he's got, quarterback. And he's got a really good cornerback and some good linebackers. Uh, uh, what's it, uh, Lawrence? Yeah, you know, Lawrence? But you know what I'm saying? Like, you got you got some really good players on that side of the ball. Well, Denver does have good defense. They're right. just struggling with their offense. So they got to find a good offense coordinator, whoever they get their head coach. That's and John Forcade. I'm Gus Cattingay. We're live at Francesca. By Katie's Deli and Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue. Don't forget, uh, got a couple of specials at Katie's and here as well. We'll talk about that coming up uh, when we come back. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trial Lawyers. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. And Max Kellerman. When your girls were little, what type of fruit did you give them? Did you give them certain fruits? I tried to give them all types of different kinds of flavors and spices and everything. And as soon as they could, it got older, right? Like, because my oldest is 14, my youngest is 7. Everything is beige that they eat. Bread, pasta, they don't want sauce on it. They don't want, oh, it's too spicy. <laughs> little but, spicy little butter or olive oil, oh. they call it a day. Yeah, the reason I asked, because I was going to say, is it a crime if you take your kid's frozen fruit and bring it to work to eat? Is that a crime? Because no, I, I just had it. some frozen grapes. Yeah, so good, right? <laughs> I'm like, I forgot how good these are. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. OC Uminura with us. What's going on, OC? I love frozen grapes myself, man. Those are like, they're like candy, right? You stick them in the freezer, you bring them out there. Man. Incredible, incredible. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app.
Lakeview Massage and Therapy is a must for recovery, getting rid of pesky pain, or to simply relax. It's part of Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic and Wellness, so this isn't a neon sign place. They have specialists performing work geared specifically to you. Rejuvenate with a 60, 90, or 120 minute session of Himalayan salt stone, injury and recovery, lymphatic detox, pre and postnatal, post mastectomy movement, traditional therapeutic massages, and ashiatsu. I've had that. You want to try it. Trust me. LakeviewMassageandTherapy.com for info where recovery meets relaxation. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Oh, I see what Buddy's doing there, playing a little Saints music there. All right. How do you feel, Saints fans? The Carolina Kitty Cats do have a brand new head coach. It is not Sean Payton, who is scheduled to interview today with the Cardinals. No other second interview, though, has been set up there. Here's Ian Rappaport two minutes ago, the NFL Network. Yeah, I would say over the last several days, Frank Reich emerged as the top candidate here for the Carolina Panthers and really one of the coolest stories around. This is their former quarterback, the first quarterback in franchise history, has family in the Carolina area, a experienced head coach, really someone who could lead this organization into the future, and over the last couple days, became clear that he was at least the top, uh, at least one of the top guys, if not the top guys. They also did second interviews with Steve Wilkes and Kellen Moore. And early this morning, according to me and colleague Tom Pelissero, settled on Frank Reich as their new head coach and now a new heir for the Carolina Panthers. And I would say a massive, massive hire, the first of this site. Yeah, let's All right, over so there. it looks like John as well. More and more to me, and you and I sort of discussed this, right? Dan Quinn seen as somebody that likely will get one of the, the final jobs that are open here, which are Colts, Denver, Cardinals, Broncos. Houston. And Houston, which we keep forgetting to bring up. Yeah. Of those teams, right, Sean Payton hasn't gotten a second interview with any of them. Now, there was a report early in the week that it was Denver, but it's been pushed back. And you kind of wonder what that is, right? Now, you and I, let's, let's take the teams at, at, a, at, a, at one at a time here. Um, you can chime in, by the way, 800-998-1003 on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. But the Colts. It, I, I legitimately think he's going to... I, Jeff Saturday got a second interview. Right, I just, I, I why just, are you, inter- why are you interviewing a non-experienced one in seven in the interim former player to be your head coach for a second time if you weren't seriously considering him? Well, it's, you had made a comment off the air to me about financially, you don't have to pay him as long as he goes out and gets a qualified OC, and there's a few of them out there that, you know, you can always fire him in the middle of the season. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't know what that guy's thinking. I think, like you said, I think it's all about he don't want to pay the money. So the Colts, that's one. When it comes to Denver, Colin Coward on Monday came out and said he's been told the Broncos have settled on Sean. They want Sean. Russell wants Sean. It's up to Sean. That was Monday. And I don't know if it's somebody in the organization would rather it to be D'Amico, Ryan, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers or not, but that name has been linked to them more and more in the last 24 mm-hmm. hours, really. So, again, it could be one of those, 
Well, you're doing it or you're not, right? I mean, if if Denver was the top choice for Sean Payton, and if what Colin Coward, a guy that he goes on his show every single Monday, is saying that Denver is letting it be known that that's the guy they kind of want because they haven't second interviewed anybody else. Right. Well, wasn't Sean supposed to have a second interview and something happened with the owner? He pushed it back. Pushed it back and then. Because, well, he's interviewing with the Cardinals today. Right. So I wonder if Denver's like, alright, go ahead and go see what it is. But my point is if, I guess I always assumed that Sean knew where he wanted to go. That there was going to be eight team or two. And maybe it was the Chargers. I, I maybe really it believe was, it was the right, Chargers. I agree. So now it's like, well, you know, and I wonder if this is coming through in these interviews, John, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Is his heart in it? Is that really what he wants to do? He, he's been very vocal about being choosy. That right. everything had to line up right. Just the stars, happen. the moon, the waves, everything. Right? Well, if that's to the, the, the team that you wanted, right? Like, we wanted maybe that car or to get in that relationship with someone. And it, it doesn't happen. I could be happy. But will I really, truly be happy? And I wonder if that's coming across in these interviews. That job interests him because there's ties. There's emotion. It means something. You get him. I'm getting. I see what's so going. I, I wonder if with Sean, it's like. He's interviewing. He's like, all right, so what do you want to do with the organization? Oh, you know, I'll do that. But it doesn't come across like, I don't want to walk out of here. Like, I want to be your head coach. I want to put on that hat. I want to represent your, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. He must not be blowing anyone away. Yeah, let me ask you this. So when, when you go to a job interview, who put out the 20 to 25 million dollar? His people. His people, okay. Yeah. I believe this. I believe ownership group is saying, that ain't happening here. You know, we got to give twenty twenty five million plus draft picks for you, That's plus the fact that you've only done one Super Bowl with a quarterback who's going to be a Hall of Famer, just one Super Bowl, and you kind of fallen off there the last few years in your in your coaching. And I, only what teams do you see that are out there that have a quarterback for him to go to? It was only one team that would be called the Denver Broncos with Wilson, who has struggled this past season. I don't think he sold on Arizona with Murray as his quarterback. He really wanted the San Diego job. I think he wanted the Chargers Chargers job, the L.A. Chargers job, and it fell flat in his face. And now he's got to eat crow knowing that I don't have anything out there that's that's worth. Nobody's giving him 20-25. Nobody. Well, that's what I'm saying. Orlando, I'm going to get to you in about 10 seconds. That's the point. You. This isn't you're going to take a chance on him. This is twenty to twenty-five million. Plus this is pick. your first-round draft pick this year, maybe more. This is some uh, other compensation there as well, maybe a second or third. Like that guy better walk through that door and floor me. Right. Yeah. I All mean, right. I'm just saying. I mean, I think that's what it is. Like they're like, okay, well, let's. Here's the great show. So you know, and maybe some of those questions are, how do you plan on developing a quarterback? You know, what quarterbacks are out there? Now, I'm not saying a guy didn't walk in with a PowerPoint presentation, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm wondering, the fact that he hasn't had second interviews, so either teams aren't blown away or teams are getting a sense that there is another team waiting in the wings 
to maybe where he really wants to go or to come get him. Orlando, thanks for giving us a call. You're on the Sports Hangover. How are you? Hey, how are you? How are you guys doing today? Uh, man, I called. Doing well, man. First of all, the, 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 uh, the same quarterback, as far as the, 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 the lineage, I would go uh, Drew Brees first. I would go Bobby Abraham second. And only because his tenure and he's, su- he's such a an icon within the city. And I would, uh, I would definitely go Aaron Brooks third. Uh, put up uh, marvelous numbers. With the Saints, and I do remember the laughing. That was heartbreaking. But if you remember his downfall, his downfall was after Mike McCarthy left. He was uh, he was the uh, quarterback coach, and he wasn't the offensive coordinator, but he was the quarterback coach under Jim Haslett. And the year after he left, that's when his uh, his career kind of went down. He put up Pro Bowl Pro Bowl numbers. One of the only quarter, one of a handful of quarterbacks that threw for yep. three hundred. And ran for 100 in a game against San Francisco, which that game was uh, iconic. Uh, he put up that San Francisco up, game uh, was iconic. You're absolutely right. When I think of Aaron Brooks man, that and that cool. rise, it was the San Francisco game on the and road. Yeah, remember he beat the juggernaut. He beat the juggernaut Rams uh, in, in the in the. Uh, I think he beat the Vikings in the game, but uh, the the Rams were still in the division at the time, and he was able to to, to uh, overcome them. Uh, second, as far as the uh, coaching, um, about uh, Eric the enemy, is I, I would like to see him given a chance. I, I seen that the Saints interviewed him twice last year, which means they were thinking about it. And we we can go through the amount of coaches that has been one and done. Uh, really, the last two seasons that we've had a coach that didn't even make it to the end of the year, being Urban Meyer and. Uh, and I'm looking at how much worse can that guy be? Uh, if we remember Daniel Bamaritz, uh, he he had he had got a shot with the Saints. Uh, we all remember Carl Smith, you know, uh, and and number of other coaches that have been one and done. I, I I believe that the guy is he deserves an opportunity. He's never really got a shot. Uh, there's a number of offensive coordinator that does not call their own plays. So we can get that straight. They, they help make the game plan. They help design the game plan. But they do not. A lot of coaches call their own plays. I think the play calling goes to the gurus. And those guys should be considered first. But this guy has been on this offense, uh, like you said, if you stood next to Mazate, if you stood next to Shanahan, if you stood next so they they like you automatically downloaded the brilliant brilliance of uh, Bill Belichick, and you were getting just for being on the staff. And you brought donuts to him. They made you a linebacker coach. So uh, why can't uh, Eric Bieniemy get that same opportunity? Um, and, and that's all I have to say. I, I just see guys that are real critical of him, and he deserves an opportunity, just like the other coaches that have fell and flopped on his face and. Give him a chance. This is uh, this is uh, Dennis Allen's opportunity when he fell on his face with the with, with the Raiders, and uh, I, I just I really believe that he deserves a chance to, to just give him a chance to fall on on his face, and we'll see what team or he might surprise. You. There's uh, plenty of guys in the world that doesn't that don't interview well, but do the job superbly. and uh, that that's all I have to say, man. I thank you guys for the opportunity, and you guys have a blessed evening. 
Thank you, Orlando. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for the phone call. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Family Cervical Chiropractic Hotline. Johnny, brings up some interesting points from this standpoint. You have seen a lot of one-and-dones. Right. And and when you do look at a team taking a chance on Nathaniel Hackett. Right. Well, well but, you know, but you also got to put in everything in perspective. Just because you, you, you're you on a team uh, and you're coaching the quarterbacks or they give you the offensive coordinator title, that doesn't automatically make you a, a, a qualified coach. Now, granted, there are some coaches that got an opportunity, and we saw a hack, and he, he's horrible. Dennis Allen's is struggling a little bit. But these ownership people that own a team, or just like an IBM or Exxon, you go in for an interview. If you do not do well enough in the interview, why should they hire you? And the word is about Eric Bieniemy is that fact that he doesn't interview well. And if you're owning something, am I going to put this in, in, in my my team and the guys control it? I don't feel comfortable because he didn't interview very well. Now that doesn't mean he can't. But but when you own something, right. you make that decision as an owner of a company, owner of a team. It's your right to just because a guy's standing next to Andy Reid or. Uh, Prime example, Carmichael for 12, 14, 15 years standing next to Sean Payton. Well, we saw that. We saw what that's all about. So you got to be able to interview. you got to be able to get in front of a, a, a group or a, a GM or ownership and be able to speak and be able to, you know, bring something that woes them and says, i got to have this guy. Yes. Obviously, he's been interviewed a lot over the last four or five years. A ton. And that's the reason that everybody that I speak to and everybody that I'm hearing from is that he just doesn't interview well enough for them to decide that he's going to be I think my. It was coach. like a total of seven hours with the Saints last year. Yeah, pretty incredible. Um, we'll take a quick break. When we come back. Ben Heisler will go over the NFC AFC Championship game here as well. Maybe we'll do some odds on the coaches yeah, there you as go. well. Yeah, can we get that? We can kind of talk about that. that. You'll pull that up on the app. Sounds good. We are live at Katie's by. I'm sorry, Francesca by Katie's. I'm eventually going to get this right. You know what? We'll be back. It's a sports hangover in the ESPN New Orleans. Wendy's nose cold and soggy fries are the worst. So soggy. That's why we're serving up hot and crispy fries all day, every day, and all night. Until close. With natural cut potatoes, sea salted to perfection. Show me that potato skin. Wendy's hot and crispy aren't like other fries. We're your dream fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with Peak Long Life Universal Pre-Mixed Antifreeze and Coolant. Now just $6.99 after mail-in rebate. Plus, get two times O-Rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Limit supply. See store for details. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. 
V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back. As always, we appreciate the time Mr. Ben Heisler gives us here. At Benny Heist, the way to follow over on Twitter, gambling, fantasy, football, you name it. And maybe, uh... Can you help us with the head coaches here as well, though? There's got some prop bets, right, as to where it's going to go. How surprised are you, Ben? First off, good afternoon. That Frank Reich is now the head coach of the Carolina Kitty Cats. <laughs> good, mor- good morning, good afternoon. Whatever it is, good afternoon, good evening, good night. I feel like I'm living in the Truman Show. Works all for me. Uh, <laughs> Frank, I like it. Like, I, 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 you got a raw deal in, in Indianapolis. I know that they were not playing up to their standards, but... I don't think a lot of that blame shoulders on Frank Wright. I mean, historically, he's had slow starts because he's had a different quarterback every year he's been the head coach there. And then after week five, historically, up until this year, he had won about 54% of the game. So he's a good coach, and it just takes time for the most important position to learn the system, to get up speed, and he just didn't have any help with that team in Indianapolis. So I... I think going to a team like Carolina that uh, is looking to try and identify what comes next at the quarterback position, if they are going to go ahead and, and select somebody in the draft, I think Wright is, is a, a very ideal coach for them. I, I think it puts them in a really nice spot moving forward. So we were kind of going over it here as well, and oh man, it is the... I guess market for Sean Payton there or not in your eyes? Like what, 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 what is Vegas? What is money? What are the betters telling you? It's still very much up in the air. Uh, you know, Mike Florio the other day reported that it's truly a 50 50 decision. And I think it's in part because of what Sean Payton wants, right? Like if Denver is an interesting example, like if he says I can fix Russell Wilson and it was a Nathaniel Hackett problem, and everything is going to be fine, then then I think they find the, the money to make it work because he's going to be paid and he's going to be paid handsomely. But if all the dominoes start to, to fall again, and he's, he's perfectly content sitting it out, waiting for a little bit longer until he goes to the ideal spot. I mean, we all thought it would be the Chargers. We were, a lot of us were stunned that, that Brandon Staley ended up keeping that position because that would have been as ideal as one can get for Sean Payton. So I, I think right now, unless a team just blows him out of the water and he feels like he can go in and win right away, he has the ability to be able to take his time and find the right spot. All right, so let's kind of look at the, the openings that are available there and kind of maybe start to try to link um, on those areas there. It really looks like D'Amico Ryan is a name that is elevating more and more for the Denver Broncos. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it makes sense because they went the route of the – traditional offensive-minded guy, and it ended up being a complete and total disaster. Um, right. Miko Ryan's, 
I think there's there's a similar culture to, uh, you know, kind of where Russell Wilson came from, right? Which is that, you know, Pete Carroll had a defensive background. Um, but for the early portion of his career, uh, he had an offensive coordinator that was really designed and tailored to Russell Wilson's strengths. Uh, you know, they ran the ball effectively. They used play action a ton. And now you, you have to find somebody that's going to reestablish a culture. Um, and I, I think about Matt Eberflus in Chicago, and even though they finished with the worst record in the league, he came in as sort of the CEO type for the role. He allowed Alan Williams to be the defensive coordinator. He allowed Luke Getzey to call plays, be the offensive coordinator. He wasn't trying to do both. I feel like in that spot for Denver, that's probably an effective route for them to go. So whoever they bring in on the offensive side can really gel and focus uh, on building up that relationship with Russell Wilson so that they're they're able to be successful. And it's also a name that, that Russ knows and certainly respects right. from all those times that he played San Francisco in the past. So I, I certainly think it's a fit. Hmm. That's an interesting thing. Yeah, no doubt about it. So supposedly what Sean's interviewing with Arizona today, is that a legit fit there? Uh, with, with Sean Payton in Arizona? Yeah. I, yep. I don't to say that's so. how I feel, too. Yeah. I don't think so because I, I think they're closer to a rebuild than they are to winning a championship. He might look at Kyler Murray and say, I really like the skill set. I, I like what he can be, but I mean, there's reports of, of bringing in a new general manager, uh, or I'm sorry, they did bring in a new general manager. Um, we'll see whether or not that new person that they bring in wants to basically defer all of their power to Sean Payton because if they bring in Payton, he's not just going to be the coach, right? He's going to have a say in a lot of the personnel decisions. Um, I don't think it makes sense, personally, because I, I don't think Sean is looking for a rebuild spot. I think he wants to go in where he can win right away. And right now, Arizona, especially in that division, seems very, very far away from that. So we started running out of teams here. If you're Saints fans hoping to get a first-round pick and, and stuff for, for Sean Payton here, I guess that leaves the Houston Texans. Huh? Do you think they go that direction? I'd be surprised. Again, I, I think Houston is one of those teams where – kind of have a whole lot of mismanagement from the top down. I know he interviewed there, but I think they kind of want somebody that can puppet what uh, you know, Nick Casario kind of wants them to do. Um, right. And you've seen two coaches over the last two years um, not really given a, a true opportunity to be successful. Um, and certainly at the end of this year, I, they, they gave him nothing. I don't think Sean wants to go into that spot again with so much uncertainty at the quarterback position. If he knows he's getting Bryce Young, um, maybe that becomes a little bit more different. But they're, they're still so far away that I don't think it lines up with his timeline. Do you think it was the the price? I mean, so much to it. I mean, John and I were kind of talking about that too, Ben. Like when we interview or we've interviewed people, you, you kind of maybe want to know if that person – feels that connection to and i just wonder if in these interviews it didn't blow people away add the price tag that it would cost financially in draft capital and i just wonder this is why maybe he hasn't had no second interviews right i mean because you know what i'm talking about is your heart in it like the frank wright connection makes sense you can understand it family there was the quarterback for the panthers you get it i just wonder if sean came across as it's just a a job for him i don't know i i don't know either i would say that if you're a team that is desperate to find and establish a winning culture, like if, you know, that's, that's why I think maybe he sits it out. Because I think the two best teams that probably make the most sense for him would be Dallas and the L.A. Chargers. 
right? Agreed. I mean, neither of them are, are making any moves at this point of the head coaching spot. Maybe Jerry Jones just has a bad day and he drinks too much Johnny Blue and decides to make a move. But I, I don't think that's coming anytime soon. I, right. I think Sean will wait out and like those are the spots where you have the quarterback in place where you're in a win-now mindset that you, you have to proceed and move forward. I, I think all the other spots, regardless of, of money, I, I just don't think they'd add up with the timeline. Yep, I agree. Ben Heisler. Hey, Ben, John Forcade here. Let's get into uh, what the real story is uh, hey, this he is. week. Is. He's got the app open, ready I, I, to go, I, Ben. I, I got to know who you like this weekend. <laughs> Let's go to the first game, the Philadelphia Eagles at home against your uh, 49ers from San Francisco. Who you like in that game? I like the Eagles. I think you're getting them at a good number at two and a half. I, I grab it now if you're on Philadelphia's side before it goes to three. Uh, remember, these two quarterbacks played each other back in, in 2019. It was a an awesome game between Iowa State and Oklahoma. And as far as the you know the coaching matchup goes, maybe one would lean towards Kyle Shanahan's experience. But I just think the Eagles are so balanced, and you've seen now what a healthy Jalen Hurts looks like versus what he was dealing with before and then when they had to go to Garner Minshew. It's night and day with this offense. Both of these teams pretty much match up well on both sides of the ball, but you have an MVP candidate in Hurts at the quarterback spot compared to Purdy, who's been sensational. But at some point, the, the bottom's going to fall out. And facing this type of pass rush, especially if the Eagles get off to a big lead um, or a, a sizable lead, remember they're the number one scoring team in the first half this year. Now all of a sudden, Brock Purdy's got to go out and win you a football game. And he just hasn't been in that spot yet through no fault of his own. So I like Philadelphia to be able to not win demonstratively, but I, I think they can cover certainly by two and a half. I, I have them winning by at least a touchdown. Are there some specific bets within the game that I could, uh, you know, advance covers, college tuition on perhaps Jalen Hurts rushing for a hundred yards, uh, AJ Brown who's not happy getting a touchdown or a reception? Are they going to target him? How about Brock Purdy finally throwing a pick? The Brock Purdy pick is probably one that I, I really like. I'm glad you brought that up because the Eagles secondary is superb. Like the, the way that you beat them is on the ground. And I think Philadelphia is basically going to dare Brock Purdy to beat them. So especially if you subscribe to the theory like I do that Philadelphia, who plays their best football in the first half, is going to go into the second half with a lead and they can unleash that pass rush. Yeah, I, I think it's almost inevitable that Brock Purdy throws an interception. So I like that. I'd probably lean on the under for, for Miles Sanders as far as rushing yards go. 49ers are the best rush defense in the NFL. Uh, Jalen Hurts may be rushing opportunities. I'd probably lean over there because, you know, everything's finally back to, to 100% for him. He has to run, uh, and they, they need that threat. So those are probably at least a few on the board that I'm probably considering, at least now. You think it's a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? Yeah, the over-under is 46. Over-under and under is 46. I'm leaning over only really? because I, I do believe in, in both of these offenses. It, it, I, here's, here's why. I, initially, I would have felt like this number would have been lower because of how good both defenses are. But they hung that line at a, at a number that I feel like should be lower, and yet it still remains at that point, and it's only gone up a little bit over the course of the week. So I, I think that's Vegas telling you that this game they do expect to have plenty of points. Especially if, you know, teams like Philadelphia and San Francisco have been so good in the first half can go ahead and get started fairly early. Yeah, I, I do think there'll be points scored in this game. I don't, I don't think it's going to be like a 33 to 30 type game. Right. But, you know, 27 to 20, 
Yeah, I, I think that's perfectly implied. Man, you got the late game. You know who we got? Joe Cool versus Limping Patrick. Oh, he's not limping. He purposely <laughs> did that press conference yesterday, Ben. You saw that with no walking boot and hopped right off that stage. <laughs> this is going to be a good one, man. I hope so. I, I it's such a it's such an interesting matchup, especially here in Kansas City, where you're just not accustomed to seeing anybody have Patrick Mahomes' number. Like it's Joe Burrow and the Bengals and pretty much everybody else. And remember too that the Chiefs in the first two games that they played against Cincinnati had big leads and they let them go, kind of let them off the hook over those courses of those two games. So I like I, I like Cincinnati, especially if you can tease them. Um, in Kansas City, I still think there's a couple sports books that have them as an underdog. I, I think I'd probably tease the underdog in this game um, with, with maybe another bet, only because I, I know it's going to be close. Um, but this, the line has had so much movement, you guys. It's open to Kansas City minus three, went all the way to as high as, as Bengals minus two, and now it's another three-point move. So I, I think Vegas is basically telling you Mahomes is going to be healthy enough to be able to be a difference maker. Again, the game is at home, which is, you know, uh, an important distinction. They, you know, I, I think they're ready for revenge. And these tend to be the spots, especially for the Chiefs, where, you know, most games they, they kind of let up and they don't cover. I think they're going to come out very, very focused because I think from a talent perspective, they have more talent than Cincinnati. It's just a matter of whether or not they're able to execute it and get themselves in a position where they're focused uh, because they know they can win. It's just a question of, when they're really challenged, how do they come out? I, I, I think they'll be okay here, but I think they'll be very close. Who has more touchdown passes, Mahomes or Burrow? And another one I saw was who has more, I guess, yards or receptions, whether it's Kelsey and Chase, I guess the top two pass catchers. That's a good question. Right? I, <laughs> I think I would lean Mahomes, and the reason for that is because of how he uses his running backs in the passing game. Like, Jarek McKinnon is a legitimate threat to, to score every time he touches the ball, and they're so creative with using him in space. With Mixon, I know that they'll, they'll get him opportunities, but he tends to be more of a downhill runner, and that's, that's worked against the Chiefs over the course of the year. So I think that could possibly take away from Burrow's opportunities. So I'll say Mahomes finishes with three, Burrow finishes with two, um, and maybe the difference is like a you know a, an out route, uh, to Jarek McKinnon, or maybe a wheel route, where Kansas City's been so effective all those years. There it is. You didn't. You didn't say about the over and under. I gotta, <laughs> gotta have that one too. <laughs> I'm gonna do any parlay and any teasing. I'm on record of taking the under at uh, at forty at forty seven. So now it's uh, at forty seven and a half. Uh, so I got the wrong end of the number, but I I do like the under in this game, even with the movement. I, I think you're getting it past forty seven, which is a key number. So the fact that I have an extra half point to play with, uh, I'll, I'll take the under on that 47 and a half. Hey, man, appreciate the time. At Benny Heist, the way to give Ben Heisler a follow, fantasy, and gambling expert. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. All right, guys. Be good. Yep, for sure. Quick break. We come back more. Mr. John Forcade, your phone calls as well. Gary Smith will join us at 2.15. It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at Let's Rev.biz. Let's Rev. 
Whoever said you can't have it all never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at Let'sRev.com. Let's Rev. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. A jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-717-4599. That's 800-717-4599. Right now and get 50% off installation with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom for a virtual or in-home appointment. Call 800-717-4599. That's 800-717-4599. 800-717-4599. As a veteran, you get a lot of advice, but wisdom's harder to come by. A lot of people imagine themselves in our shoes without understanding the weight on our shoulders. The truth is, few can understand the pressure of finding your own way after serving in the military. But few isn't none. Steady yourself. You're not alone. You've got support. Learn more at maketheconnection.net. Excited about a show where we just talk. Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, sports hangover. In case you have not heard, the Carolina Kitty Cats have hired a brand new head coach. It is Frank Reich, the former Colts head coach who's let go there, John Forcade. Jeff Saturday taking over for him during the season. A bit surprising for me from my perspective in that. He had a couple of quarterbacks there that he tried to develop. He tried to go get. They kept saying, at least the national media, they're a quarterback. It never worked. Never and, and, and he was part of that process there. Um, but you heard Ben Heisler sit there and say, hey, look. And he's a guy that, that has done the slow starts. I just, it's just a surprising hire for me. I thought it was. Because he wasn't, on, he on, he wasn't on a radar screen um, until just a couple of days ago. So, and he, per Ian Rappaport, catapulted up as the guy that maybe they wanted for the culture change and things of that nature, right? Uh, Adam Schefter saying that the Jets interviewed more than 15 offensive candidates, coordinator candidates, before hiring Nathaniel Hackett. He was hired today as the OC. Robert Salah, the head coach, they're saying, don't read into the fact that he has a lot of friends over at Green Bay. And they may be interested in a quarterback from Green Bay. Don't read into that there as well. I would ask you this, though. Um, 15 offensive coordinators. We talked about welcome back, you know, with, with Pete Carmichael. By the way, have you heard the professor's uh, rendition of welcome back? Oh, he redid it? Oh, you didn't oh, hear it? I did, not, I did not miss that one. For your listening pleasure. Everybody get ready to clap. Welcome back. Things did not kick you out. Welcome back. Though we still don't know what all that's about. Though the players may change when the season's out. Man, they still brought 
come back. The A's are coaching <laughs> Welcome back. ROC is the team and never win. And I know that this team is to learn it But you can't keep going. Seven and ten. Why would Mickey lead you? Why would Mickey lead you? Back here when we don't need Back you. So there you have it, the professor's rendition of Welcome Back. That's very good. Very good. Very the good. professor there. But we we spoke about this at well, Katie's. Yes. Nine other teams aside from you were looking for offensive coordinators. Now, someone may be hired, right, as a head coach, OC, things like that. That's still an awfully lot. And I said to you, I wonder if in that organization that's very... I don't like change. They, you know, they don't like to just make impulsive moves and stuff where they just sit there and go, man... Is what's out there better than what's in here? And that's why we we talked about from last week. You know, Ronald Curry, could he be the game day play caller? And Pete, go back to what you've done and help organize the game plan and sit with the quarterback on the bench looking at the surface tablet and looking at the... I mean, because that's, right. that's what he did. That's what he did. So, and then, you know, you got a guy who everybody speaks very highly of in Ronald Curry, who, who played, was a receiver and all that. So, that... Maybe that's the guy that calls the game day plays as opposed to, because again, it's about trust in that organization. You know, you know darn well how they, how they well, are there. My take is that once they hired or once they told, uh, Alan, you're going to stay, everything was, everything was done. They weren't going after anybody because, because when you announced you're not firing Dennis Allen, I he's agree. back. What offensive coordinator at all throughout the NFL is going to want to come to the New Orleans Saints with the possibility like, okay, they brought Coach Allen back, but is he got a long leash? Uh, will they fire him in the middle of the season? Uh, things don't go as well or as planned. Or the season's over with, they fire him. And here I am going to take a job with the New Orleans Saints as the new offensive coordinator, and the coach gets fired. Well, guess what happens to you? You're going too. So now you got to uproot yourself and your family and see what's going on. That's why as soon as Allen was announced coming back, they wasn't going to get rid of anybody. They didn't even bother to discuss the offensive court because it was, it was quiet, all quiet on the western front down here. Nothing was said or done about the OC position. And I like what you said about Curry. Maybe they are behind closed doors saying, look, Pete, you're going to be doing what you've uh, right. done in the past. Curry, we're going to let you get the opportunity. Uh, we'll see what you do in the preseason. We'll see what you do in the senior bowl. Right. And if it goes as planned and we like what we saw or we like what we see, we'll go ahead and, and make you the O-Safe. Tell you what, the uh, Buffalo Bills liked what the Saints saw or did as well. We see we see your Saints will raise you one. The Bills safeties coach, Jim Salgado, was fired right. today. Yeah, I saw He's that. He's responsible for the Bills. <laughs> it's amazing when you lose <laughs> They gotta find somebody. When the owner comes in and says, look, you wanna keep your job? Somebody gotta go. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's what they did, but Salgado has been on McDermott staff since 2017. From 20 to 21, he was the team's Nichols coach. I guess nickel package. Yeah, nickel back coach. Right. He moved the safeties this year. So I guess in one year's time, 
safety. Safety player, the Buffalo Bills. Just and and, and, and half the safeties are all free agents. I mean, they're I mean, all... If you're going to make it look like I, I need to change some things, go Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, uh, they let go of offensive line coach Joe Philbin, running back coach Skip Pete, senior defensive assistant George Edwards. Their contracts are not renewed. Right. Also, assistant head coach Rob Davis, quality control analytics coach Kyle Valero, and assistant defensive line coach Leon Lett are not coming back on the Cowboy staff. It's they're, another, not, they're not saying welcome back. <laughs> but my point is you're not making all of those changes to the staff in firing Mike McCarthy. Right. The same thing happening with the Chargers. You want to keep your job, exactly you gotta, we gotta, right. you gotta blame somebody and, yeah. and Lombardi got blamed and he got fired. Um, you know what? Let, it, let me it, pull it happens up. out there. I'm you know. gonna, I, let me pull it up here. What you gotta pull up? Let's hear it. Let's I gotta see. pull up something. I, Cause this is gonna be the topic of our number three. You got a big, got a good, got a good topic? Yeah. You ready for my topic? Oh, let's hear it. He's going back to Fox. Oh. For all of those Saints fans that kind of like what we do. Every time I drive by and get off at the Superdome exit for my Pels games, right there in my upper right at the 2 o'clock, there, there's, a, there's a billboard. You'll see it today when you go back to the West Bank. Okay. Mega Millions in the Powerball. <laughs> it gives you a digital readout of yeah. exactly how it, high that it, is. It's back to 20 million on, on the a power, I mean, a Mega Million yeah, in the, the Powerball. Yeah, but the something. Yeah. 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 So you know what I do, right? I mean, the second you see it to the second you park, I mean, you're, I'm, I'm spending it. Oh, I'm already, I'm already, oh, already got new John, cars, John, my house. John, you like to know, I'll take care of you. Yes. I got you. Uh, if I'm not here next you. Thursday, that, that, you'll that, know why. That, that new Jeep you've been wanting, I got you. You got me. I got you. Oh, that's and, so nice. And you know what? And I, I know you love your, your current car. How about a newer, oh, newer version? Yeah, yeah. You know, Miss Tanya. Miss Tanya's been real good to you. Very good. Very I mean, good. She's having to play nurse right now with yes. the shoulder. Yeah. How about we take care of her? Little, little day on the spa. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. You can go do that in uh, Morocco. How about that? It's on me. It's on me. Because I'm a half a billionaire. There'll be, a, <laughs> there'll be some island available to, to purchase. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I've been doing. I mean, that's, that's kind of what people do when they see that. Saints fans have been daydreaming about that first round draft pick. And, and, and they got to know something. You know as well as If he goes another year oh, without going with someone after next season, they get nothing. Yes. You get yes. nothing. You get nothing. Yep. You've spent all football season, every Andy Dalton pick, every Alvin Kamara fumble. Every time the offensive line goes, Ole! And we haven't even discussed oh. what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. That's what I'm saying. He could be suspended for Every single time the Saints played poorly, you at least had that first-round draft pick to think about. Yeah, come on, Sean. Come on back. Well, it may not happen. Hour three next on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lake